We can measure time, but we cannot measure loss. As a free society, we have an obligation to never forget the sacrifice of those fallen officers and their families. Their memories must never be forgotten. On May 15th, we will gather on the west front of the United States Capitol in Washington, D.C. to honor our fallen brothers and sisters of law enforcement who have made the ultimate sacrifice. Attended by thousands and televised on C-SPAN for the world to see, the National Fraternal Order of Police will host its annual National Peace Officers Memorial Service. Planning for this event is a year-long labor of love for a small army of selfless volunteers. I am Patrick Yeos, National President of Fraternal Order Police. This is the Blue View. Diane, thank you for joining us on a Blue View podcast again, uh, talking about Police Week. Uh, you know, there's a, we're doing a series here where uh, we're identifying just what it takes for us to do Police Week. Uh, just the, the small army that makes this, this week happen, all of the events that happen, all of the workshops and, and, and really what our, what our ultimate goal is. But before we dig into all of this, uh, for our viewers, uh, those that may not know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Well, thanks for having me on here too. Uh, I love to talk about National Police Week. It's one of the coolest things that COPS does in partnership with FOP, National Law Enforcement Memorial Fund. It's a it's a really big week for everybody, so it's a it's a really great to be here to talk about that. So um, my name is Diane Bernhardt, and I'm the Executive Director of Concerns of Police Survivors, um, also known as COPS by uh, many of you probably. Um, and uh, our organization supports the family members and coworkers of officers who have uh, fallen in the line of duty, and uh, we provide all kinds of services for them. And National Police Week being one of the main ones we do. And, um, just a little bit about me is I'm retired law enforcement from Columbia, Missouri um, area. And uh, when I retired, I knew that I wanted to continue to work in the law enforcement culture and, and in uh, the COPS organization. It's probably about one of the most meaningful places that I can work within the law enforcement culture. Yeah, I, I tell you, and I, I have to tell you that it, it's it's an honor to work alongside cops. Well, our our interests align, uh, and uh, we do some great work together. I, I appreciate your leadership and all of your board. I uh, just uh, have nothing but great things to say about the uh, the great work that's done by by cops. Uh, for those that might not be familiar with cops, why don't you tell us a little bit about the organization itself? So oh, absolutely. So. Our organization is it's a national organization and it's composed of we have 55 chapters around the country. So when there is a line of duty death, we'll have a chapter that will respond in some fashion. It'll either be right away if the agent requests it or it may be a week or two down the line. Um, and we'll make contact with those families and have uh, conversations with them to let them know that they're not alone as they go through their grief and that other people have been through um, a law enforcement death, which I know you know, um, but it's a very public event that um, that families go through where the grief is right there on the front uh, pages of the newspaper or right there on the Internet. And they they're go through that. And it's um, it's extremely difficult for families to do that. So we're there to provide them support as they go through that and help them find their benefits uh, that may be available for them um, and help them file for those. And then we'll provide programming for them where spouses can meet other spouses or even kids can meet other kids that have lost a parent in the line of duty. And um, they get a lot of peer support from that. And so we host about uh, right now it's 13 hands-on programs that, um, that we're going to be hosting uh, this year uh, for survivors. Um, we also offer scholarships for, um, for the children and for the spouses of our fallen officers. And we'll pay for kids counseling. If um, health insurance plans aren't, uh, aren't good enough to get counseling for the kids, we'll make up that difference for those families. 
we post a lot of training for law enforcement on how to respond to line of duty death and how to you know, basically deal with the stress and trauma of their career, um, hopefully to get them retired and in a good spot, um, not not let the job have uh, too much of an effect on their personal life. Um, and then we also host uh, alongside FOP, uh, the National Police Week, um, every year where we bring survivors from across the country to D.C. for the events of National Police Week. Yeah, uh, and I... I, I... Yeah, I look at uh, I look at the work that's done, and I want to come back and talk about uh, some of these other programs. We'll finish up with that. Really, what, what I want to talk about is is uh, what's happening now uh, for Police Week and 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 the work that it, that's done. But I'd love to talk about some of the support programs that Cops does. Uh, and we'll finish up with that. Uh, let's talk about Police Week. I, you know, I've been coming here for. Uh, <laughs> longer, longer than uh, than than you know it's. <laughs> You know, then a minute. And uh, I've probably been to 2530 memorial services uh, here in Washington and and always, uh, always just blown away by just all of the moving parts uh, that it takes to put on Police Week, uh, put on the memorial services, all the tributes we do, all the workshops that are done. And I think most people, um, you know, if they're if they're part of cops, if they're coming because they're a surviving family, well, they know. They know what's happening there, but they may not see the other side. If you're coming here to to pay respects and, and pay honor to our fallen, well, at the same time, you may not know the things that are happening over in the cop side. And I think it's important for anyone who's participating in Police Week to understand all of the moving parts that it takes and really what the true intent of Police Week is. Uh, to honor our fallen, but also find strength from e- from each other. So, if if we could, if you could kind of walk us through, uh, as I said, you know, I've come here and I'm always in awe when I go to the cops hotel, and I see all of the the workshops, I see all of the interaction with people that that share the same grief and share their stories because they're they're in this together uh, and and the healing that is done. So, if we could, let's just start from the very beginning of the planning of what it takes in order to put on an event like this. Uh, because of its sheer size, but not only not only put on an event uh, of what we call Police Week, but all of the things that are done during that week to help families find strength. Yeah, so that's that's a great question, and boy, it starts. Um, you know, Police Week is in May of every year, uh, eleven through seventeen, and then we uh, start about a month after that with an after action where we go through and look at the previous Police Week and see where um, there's areas to improve and you know so we'll do that in June of of the year and then um, come about September we start really planning for the next uh, police week. Um, We have a a committee that meets that's probably 30 different organizations from the DC area um, and national organizations obviously FOP and FOP auxiliary are a big part of that committee. Um, We go through and we start talking through logistics of how many uh, families we expect to have at um, at Police Week, and uh, unfortunately, this year we're also we're at a high number again, um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, well, so we'll have those meetings through September, November, December, um, and then in January. Um, by then, we'll we will have already sent invitations to families um, to come and attend National Police Week. So that all happens through Pops. Um, and right now, I just checked this morning, we have about 4,800 uh, survivors registered for this May already. Uh, to come. And um, unfortunately, that number is a lot higher than what it would have been um, prior to COVID, but it is definitely, um, it's definitely up there right now with the number of officers that we're honoring. Um, so our, our staff is working here. We're in Missouri, believe it or not. We're in like the Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri area. And we've got a, a really big office here, but it's filled with about 30 people that are working full time on putting together Police Week right now. 
it's it's the sheer sheer focus of our office right now. So we have a whole whole team of people that are literally answering the phone. Uh, we've booked um, about 2,200 hotel rooms um, on the peak nights of police week, and we're trying to get all the family members into those hotels so they can get transportation, and that everything from the time they arrive at the airport until they leave is is seamless and can cause them the least amount of stress that we can possibly have in a week that can be really stressful. You know, I, I, Diane, I've been part of a, a number of meetings uh, that that leading up to this. Uh, you know, the memorial service doesn't just happen, uh, and and all the things that police week doesn't just happen. It plans as a whole lot of uh, planning that I think most people would be would be just a totally amazed to see all the moving parts. But uh, you hold regularly meet, regular meetings on 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 police week. Uh, and having to do with the logistics of everything from, from families arriving at, at the airport to escorts to honor guards meeting them when they get off the plane to uh, how do we coordinate all of these different aspects of transportation and where they need to go, all of this. So uh, let's just talk about those meetings that you have you know, regularly throughout the year, uh, several times, some in person, some virtual. Uh, but in order to keep a, a number of agencies uh, here in the D.C. area uh, that, that that are part of of, of you know, this, this finely tuned machine, um, the logistics of making that happen. It's, it's, you know, those meetings themselves are probably 30, 40, 50 people, uh, by themselves. So just to, to show the magnitude of it. Yeah. So the, the meetings they're, they're actually just retiring from law enforcement. It's one of the meetings I go to that, um, I'm probably most proud of. I mean, there's, if you go to those meetings, you can't be a part of law enforcement, not be proud of the cooperation that takes place between agencies and jurisdictions um it's like it's like nothing you can ever really see uh, i see i've never seen it anywhere else but it's 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 pretty cool um but what we do is we go and we just we break down the week and from the time like um, on may 11th and 12th is when the families arrive in um, dc for police week so um when they arrive they're met at the gate by an honor guard and those honor guards come from throughout the country um, when an agency loses an officer, a lot of times they'll send an honor guard to um, volunteer to greet families at the airport. Um, and some of them are just uh, honor guards that come every year, whether they've lost an officer or not. And generally, there'll be between three and 500 honor guard officers that will be at the airport on each day to greet these families. And literally, when they get off the, on, they get off the plane, they'll have a ribbon on their, on their clothing or on their bag or on something that identifies them as a survivor um, that cops give them. And then the honor guard will line up and they'll salute these families as they get off the airplane and they will carry their bags for them and they'll take them um, straight through to um, busing that's provided and they'll load their bags for them and then there'll be the motor escort. So those are also talked about that meeting. So that's a big part of um, a police week is all the motors that you'll see there. Um, and they'll be, uh, we have, we have two different groups. We have our working motors and those are our um, area uh, DC area um, motors that know the area, they know where they're going, they know how traffic works there. So they lead, they will lead the escorts. And then we have what we call ceremonial motors that will come. And there are law enforcement officers, again, from across the country that may have never been to D.C. before that are there on a motorcycle in uniform. And they will get, as part of the escort parade, um, they will lead these buses to all the cops' hotels. And they will watch, these survivors will watch traffic get stopped for them. And it's so reverent, um, the, the, I guess the honor given to them, uh, recognizing the loss and how difficult it is to come to D.C. to see, you know, the names go on the wall, to see the memorial service, to hear their officers' names read. And um, 
And those motors are a big part of it. The kids especially love the motors. So that's that's a pretty big deal. So um, we'll have a lot of conversations in the meeting about motors. Um, and then it goes just goes from there. You know, we'll have your different events on, on May 13th, the candlelight vigil. We'll talk through all the logistics of how do, you know, how do we get the survivors from the hotels to the candlelight vigil in their seats by, you know, 745 when the vigil starts at 8. You know, how do we get them there um, in order what they're we call them with their bottoms in the chairs by the time it, it starts. And there's a lot of moving pieces to make that happen. And that's, you know, for the 13th. And I can keep going if you want. I don't know if you have any questions about yeah. that. So no, far, keep going. But, I, 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 yeah. Really, I want I want our viewers and listeners to understand the yeah. dedication and commitment of so many people in this army that makes it all happen. So, yeah, I, I think most people show up and it, it's just there. Uh, yeah. It doesn't just it doesn't just appear. It, it yeah, appears so, because of the dedication, selfless dedication of a lot of people. Yeah. So that night of the 13th, there'll be over 50 buses that will be loaded at the different hotels and escorted and, and, and delivered to the candlelight vigil. Um, and then those those same buses are there to take those survivors back afterwards to the hotel. Um, generally, they're the survivors are exhausted at that point. But um, everybody is there to just make sure that they all get back to where they need to be. Uh, for that night. And then the morning of the 14th, we have our, our, our conference that we host at, at our hotel um, that's for family members of fallen officers and coworkers. Um, and it's there that they'll come together and we'll put, you know, we'll put spouses with other spouses and parents with parents and um, we'll put the coworkers with other coworkers and we'll even divide it up to, um, you know, coworkers of officers that died feloniously. We'll be in one group, coworkers of officers that died from COVID, maybe at another group, and we'll split them up to make it as as applicable as possible for them um, to be in those groups, and um, and they'll learn a little bit about each other during those groups, and they'll get some information from some professionals that can help them manage their grief. Um, they'll get a lot of support from cops. They'll get invited to a meal, um, and then they'll have sessions they can choose in the afternoon that they can choose whichever session applies most to them. You know, if they're dealing with anger, then there's a class on anger. If they're worried about finances, there's a class on finances. And and we'll just talk through whatever it is that they need to do that afternoon. Um, and what's really cool about it is the same day as that's going on for all the adult survivors, our kids um, all have a kids and teens program that happened too that day. Um, so we will take all the kids. It's generally um, somewhere between 175 and 200 children um, that we will take in buses. Um, and this year, again, we're going back to the FBI National Academy in Quantico. And we will bust them there again with the motor escorts, stopping traffic for them all the way uh, to Quantico and back. Um, well, they'll be met by um, people who are attending the FBI Academy, the National Academy, and they'll host sessions for those kids and they'll have games for them and bounce houses and, and you name it. They have a great time and they come back with all kinds of law enforcement swag. They'll have coins and have different things that the people attending the Academy have given these children and I think they realize at that point that they're a part of something much bigger than what they just experienced in their hometown. They'll know that they're part of that larger blue family that's national and it's nationwide. And it's, it's all part of what you do, Pat. It's what, it's what we do. It's just making them feel like um, they're loved and supported. And, uh, yeah. So that, that's what they do on the 14th. And they'll do the, something similar again on the 16th of May. And then uh, the night of the 14th, we host a gala. Um, at our host hotel, that's a little bit of it's a fancy affair. Um, we, you know, we have uh, we we designed it for some of our returning survivors because they come to Police Week and they may not, you know, have the same experience as they did the first year they came. So we were looking for ways that we could 
uh, engage returning survivors and then also welcome new ones and then also, you know, partner with other organizations that want to come and just support cops. And we host a usually an amazing event. We usually bring in a, a, a performer that night to have a band. This year it's going to be Easton Corbin. We're pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, that'll be May 14th. And then the 15th is all, it's all FOP, everything FOP on the, on the 15th. So that's the memorial service. And I, I firmly believe that's the reason that we're there. Um, it's, it's when we gather those families on the Capitol lawn and FOP and the auxiliary have worked for months to make sure they all line up at the hotel in order, um, so they can go and be seated in order, which is not a, it's not a small challenge when you're talking about 2,500 people. It's not, it's not a small challenge at all. It's, you know, you've got yeah. family dynamics of who's going to be sitting with who and how, who's going to place the flower and, and, uh, you know, cops and FOP work, work hand in hand on, on trying to, to do those details. And, um, I could say the, the auxiliary does an amazing job of, of, of lining those families up and, um, getting them seated and then, um, you know, you guys give them the biggest honor that they could even imagine on the on the Capitol lawn on the fifteenth. Yeah, it's a it, it's a very moving event. Uh, I've always said anybody who comes to Police Week once needs to just go ahead and accept the fact that they it will be a regular event for them. Then it's it's that that moving it means that much. You know, it's uh, we so we talk about the grieving families, uh, you know, and, and all that uh, that's that's done the workshops and everything that is that's set. Really, the whole week is to kind of make sense of the senseless, you know, what doesn't make sense, um, to, to give honor, you know, they, 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 a lot of emotions that they're all experiencing and coming in. And, and some people say that, uh, that, that police week and the memorial service where, where their name is called and they're participating uh, on the 15th and along at the Capitol. And usually the president's there and, you know, giving, showing reverence to, to their fallen. Um, I've heard people refer to it as closure. Uh, part of a closure of a of a journey, and some of them it may have been a year. Some of them it may have been it may have been just literally months uh, since since their loved one passed. Um, but I think it. I don't know if closure is really the right word because there's a whole process of grieving that needs to take place. But certainly, what it does do is it uh, it shows it, it's part of the healing process. It shows that there's this is as you mentioned. There's so many people involved to show that honor, to show that it that, that you're not alone. Uh, that that this uh, mm-hmm. your sacrifice is recognized. And so so because of that, and because of the close relationship that we have, as you mentioned, you know, bringing that many people to a memorial service and having them sit in specific chairs, so that when their name is called, they're they're in position in order to be able to to participate in a service with their loved one's name called and receive the Supreme Sacrifice Medal that's engraved with their loved one's name. All of that is a well-oiled uh, machine or, or a symphony that uh, in every note is in place and, and, and could not be could not be more thankful for the relationship that we have uh, uh, with cops in order to be able to, to make to make all of this happen. You know, and, and, and you know, when someone dies in the service of others, we have a uh, we have a responsibility to make sure that they and their families are never forgotten. And uh, so that's a. Uh, uh, thank you to to cops for all that you do. Uh, thank you for the great work and relationship we have uh, for making Police Week what it is, uh, and that honor, and, and not just Police Week; it really is year long. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk as we wrap this up. Let's talk about some of these other programs that you do year long uh, for the families of our survivors, and why it is such is such a, a huge part of the uh, 
of remembering and honoring, but also recognizing the sacrifice of not just the fallen, but the, but their families, because they they continue to walk that beat. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned it actually when you were talking about the memorial service, about the closure piece, about um, it is uh, typically for a family that is their their last formal event they go have to go to for um, honoring their officers. You know, they've had the funeral and they've had state memorials and then they have the national memorial. And in that way, it's a little bit of a closure and that there's nothing else that they formally have to go do. Um, I think where they don't have closure is the fact that grief grief doesn't work that way. As you kind of mentioned there, you know, their grief lasts, um, lasts forever. And it's, it's kind of the price of love is that you have grief. And um, these families have a lot of love and they have a lot of grief. And um, it's not, uh, you know, society may say that that should, you know, it should heal itself in a period of time. There should be a period of time where they start to feel better. And, and they may, very well may start to feel a little bit better, but it doesn't go away. And these families after, um, you know, after all the formalities of going through um, everything that you do with a law enforcement funeral and memorial services afterwards, um, there is a, is a big window of time that, that they have to fill where they need to have support during that time. That's kind of when everything else kind of dies down. And that's when COPS is there to, to bring those families together so they can they can meet other people that are just like them and they can get all kinds of support. So those are the hands on programs and um, and I could say that if you if you're if you've lost a coworker in the line of duty, or if you're listening to this and you're a family member and you haven't been, um, I suggest that you go because it's a it's just an it, you'll never be sorry you went. From the time you get there off the bus, you know it's completely free of charge, lodging, meals, and everything. Um, but they you will meet people that you may have not physically met, but you will connect with within in minutes of being at that retreat. And it starts with the spouses, the parents, and you know even six year old kids. Um, I, I think about the kids at kids camp that that come every year. We have about 300 that we uh, we meet up with in Wisconsin of every year in July because it's a lot cooler in Wisconsin than Missouri. But um, Fair enough. We, yeah, we, we bring those kids together and, and to watch the six year olds interacting with each other. And they'll they'll talk to each other about how their how their parent died. And they'll they can be really blunt there. They can say what they need to say because they're they're not really allowed to do that in their schools or in their classrooms. Yeah. But at cops camp, we'll. We'll bring them there. We'll bring an officer in uniform and we'll put a, a, a vest on them, a, a bullet resistant vest, and we'll show them, you know, that a lot of them have questions about why did my why did my dad die? He was wearing his vest and we'll show them where where the vest covers and what it doesn't cover and just topics that you would never cover anywhere else. But we'll talk about that at kids camp because that's you know, that's what we do. And those hands on programs are, are, are just a really special way to connect survivors from across the country and they become part of each other's lives like forever. Family bond. Yeah, absolutely. Bond, yeah. Yeah. Dying, like, yeah I guess the last thing I was wanted to say is just about the training that we have for law enforcement too. Cause I think people think of cops and they think about the support for families and support for coworkers when there's a line of duty death, but there's another branch of cops that you may not know. I know you do, but I know a lot of people may not know about, and that's just to focus on, um, on keeping officers safe and well. Um, so they don't become member of cops and, um, uh, and so we do a conference every year on, on law enforcement, wellness and trauma. And we, you know, we're not necessarily experts in this. We're ex- experts at logistics is what we are. So we bring together presenters that are that know completely what to talk about in these topics. And we bring them all together in one place. And we encourage law enforcement officers to come to our conference where they can feel safe. 
everything that they do there is confidential. We don't we don't talk about any who came to our conference or who didn't or or any of those sort of things. And um, they can come and they can get um, some of the best instruction you can get anywhere. I, I firmly believe so. That's a pretty cool thing that we offer that people may not know about. But it, it's every year this year. It's going to be in November in Orlando. So yeah. if somebody's interested, they could check out our website. Well, great work, uh, and appreciate uh, all that you do. I, I, it is, it is, and again, I, I want to, you know, again, point out that it has been an absolute honor to work alongside our interests align. You know, if there's anything that everybody, every law enforcement, we all have our, our little, uh, you know, our own things, you know, own organization and our own organizational pride. But really, when it comes down to it, our interests are all aligned, uh, and that's to honor our fallen. I appreciate all the work that cop does, cops does, and uh, the working relationship that we have. So, well, I, I appreciate the partnership with the FOP, not only on the national level but throughout the country and the different, you know, lodges that pair, that match up with our chapters. And it's just it's a great partnership. It's a it's a win win. And we are here for you all. Um, I guess we're the kind of the insurance policy that if something were ever to happen, any of your members just just rest assured that we're going to be there and do the very best we can uh, for your yeah. families. And anyway, I'm also thankful for your friendship and partnership. Absolutely. Uh, Diane, if somebody wants to know more about cops and, and police week, uh, what to expect for this police week, what, what would be the best way for them to go about it? Yeah. If you go to our website, it's concerns of police survivors.org. Um, there's videos on there about national police week, about what to expect. You could register to attend any of the sessions. Like I say, everything is free of charge and we have wonderful partners that help us put on the cost of, of, of some of those seminars and everything and a partnership with the department of justice as well that, that help us be able to provide all those services. So feel free to check us out on our website. Well, great. Looking forward to a, uh, to a, a very uh, moving police week uh, to honor our fallen. So Diane, thank you again. Uh, and to our viewers that uh, tune into the Blue View podcast, well, thank you for joining us where we talk about the issues that are so vitally important in the men and women who suit up and show up every single day across America. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. To get the latest from the National FOP, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GLFOP and on Instagram at FOP National. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.